Warning, Money's Crazy Mind contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored. I'm sick of it, doing right, doing wrong Parents pissed off every time I write a song Smoke crack, worship Satan, what the fuck is that? It's something funny, made for you to laugh at You're destroying America with your rap You're so full of shit, I need to call hazmat The only way I would ever apologize Is if I had my face buried in your sister's thighs Okay, I'm sorry for what it's worth But the best part of you was the afterbirth If you can't take a fucking joke Then go jump in the river Na 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 And I fucked your sister You can't take a fucking joke Then go jump in the river Na 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 And I fucked your sister Uh-oh. We got problems. There we go. There we go. Now we got the psych work playing. Alright, well, here we go, here we go. Everybody's been asking the million dollar question asking why there's a 950 pound elephant in the room everybody wants to know what the fuck we'll answer all of that tonight and we'll probably answer more as well but we'll get into all of those questions and more here tonight and then I think we're just going to have fun, man. Have fun for the last little bit of the show. Are we going to go two hours? Probably not. Um, <clears throat> but we do have some things to discuss, obviously. Anybody that's been watching social media since last Saturday has some questions that are going on. <clears throat> And we'll we'll talk, discuss everything. We'll discuss everything tonight during this broadcast. Just vibing. Alright, but here we go, man. What's going on, everybody? So, in case you've been living under a rock these past two weeks, or past week, I should say, not two weeks. Um, 
As of this Sunday, immediately following the broadcast of Steel City Renegades, um, yours truly is going to take a leave of absence from all duties and responsibilities as it pertains to Redline Radio LLC. This includes producing, hosting, station manager responsibilities, everything. Um, I'm walking away for a little bit. Uh, This is not goodbye. It's see you later. A lot of people have been asking why, and a lot of people have been asking what's going on. Um, and I've never been one to sugarcoat anything. I've never been one to sit there and say, um, you know, I can't talk about something or anything like that. I've been very transparent. I've been very open over the past few years that I've been here at Redline Radio. Um, and this situation is no different. I know what a lot of people think it might be. And, um, to those people, I will say drop in the bucket. Um, there are other things that is making me want to do this. And there are other reasons as to why I'm going to be doing it. One of the main reasons is, as I'm sure everybody knows, and if you don't, um, we'll go through the story again here. Um, At the end of June, I suffered a heart attack. Uh, It was kind of... A shocking thing, obviously. You know, nobody wants to have a heart attack. Nobody expects to have a heart attack. Um, Or at least I didn't. I know I didn't want to have one. But it happened. And I'd been asked by quite a few people, you know, are you going to take some time away? Are you going to take some time off? Are you going to take it easy? Uh, The answer to question number one and number two was no. The answer to question number three was I want to do a few other things. You know, I'm, I'm changing the way I do things in order to make sure that this particular event does not happen again. And I thought I was doing that. You know, I thought I had taken it easy enough. You know, I backed away from a lot of responsibilities that I had um, with Redline and a few other things as well. Um, and I thought I had done enough to make sure that the incident that happened at the end of June would not happen again. Turns out, Apparently, I wasn't doing enough. Um, Now, 
to be 100% transparent, no. I did not have another heart attack. But the issue that we're 99% sure caused my original heart attack has not gotten better. Um, my blood pressure medication has been changed twice since my heart attack happened. In some cases, it has gone down. But in other cases, it's gone right back up. Um, over the past, well, even before last Friday night, um, over the past couple of weeks, my heart rate has also started jumping up again. And I had been sitting there thinking to myself, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not doing enough to try to combat this. Um, And my wife was afraid I was going to have another heart attack. So, you know, I, I said, okay, you know, we, we got to think about this here. Um, there was an incident that happened Friday night that um, definitely added to my decision to walk away for the time being. But it was not the main catalyst of the reason for me walking. cat knocking shit over fucking cats um and then there's a few other things too you know uh when i when i started this show almost 5 years ago now you know i was doing it whenever i wanted it was something that like, you know, something happened and I'm just like, I got to talk about that. Um, And I wasn't trying to go weekly. I wasn't trying to do anything like that, you know. And then all of a sudden, like when I got a little bit more serious about it, it was, you know, let's go weekly. Let's let's make sure we're putting something out every week. I don't want to fall behind on certain things. And. Every time I would get in front of the microphone. Now, when Money's Crazy Mind originally debuted, it was audio only. I was not on camera. Not because it's, I never really wanted to or anything like that. It's just, at the time, I didn't have the funds to do that. Um, and then, obviously, as the years went by, you know, I changed up the format of the show quite a few times. As you, as you guys see, I changed... I like changing things to keep the show fresh, to keep it original. And um, you know, things were were working, you know, and then I I had discovered that some friends of mine, you know, had a podcast here at Redline Radio. Well, a friend of mine had a podcast at Redline Radio. And then when I went to meet, or you know, I, I went to them and said, you know, hey, you know, I would like to interview you for my podcast, get my podcast a little exposure, exposure maybe bring a new in, uh, 
audience to your podcast because of what their podcast was talking about. Um, you know, it kind of fit the mold of what I was doing at the time. And so they're just like, well, yeah, you know, we'd love to, but, you know, we're under contract to Redline Radio and, you know, you'd have to speak to the owner of Redline Radio to see if it's something that we could do. Um, and I went to him and said, you know, I'd really like to interview them. And he said, sure, no problem. You know, well, have you ever thought about bringing your podcast here to Redline Radio? And I'm like, well, no, I thought, you know, being the way that tradition, terrestrial radio there i said it works you know you kind of get discovered you don't you know you don't go to them and say hey i want a job they find you like that's kind of how it's it's always worked in that industry kind of the same thing in television news broadcasting and things of that nature as well um but I'm just like, you know, but I mean, if you're willing to have me, then yes. You know, so I went and met with him. And that's when I discovered that another friend of mine, Lex Vegas, has a show at, at Redline Radio. And, you know, things kind of happened very quickly at that point. You know, I interviewed the girls. It was one of my last independent broadcasts. And then from then on, I was at Redline Radio. You know, and then obviously over the years... <clears throat> You know, things happened. I started producing. Um, I have learned a lot of our systems inside and out to make sure that everything runs smoothly for everybody. Um, that's one of my prouder moments. Um, you know, became the executive producer, and then after that became the station manager. And when this incident <clears throat> happened at the end of June, I think everybody assumed that I was going to take some time away. I didn't. I had been going, I, I took one day off of my regular job. And then after that, I was full blown, full bore after that. <clears throat> Even before my heart attack happened. Something had been starting to change, and it's part of the reason why I took the month of August off of, of doing my show. Um, I just noticed that I wasn't really having fun. Um, not just doing this, but, you know, I, I always loved producing. I thought it was fun. Um, Steel City Renegades even somewhat became a little bit of a of a burden for me for a little bit because I I just felt like the fun had been sucked out of it. And I think it was just because, you know, in the past when I had been doing this show, I was able to take some time away. to let things start getting fresh again. In this case, I had, you know, I, it, it, every week, you know, you have to do your show every week and you know, Hey, you're producing this show and you're producing that show. And then, you know, Hey, one of the cameras at studio two isn't working. I need you to go drive out there and take a look at it. And I'm not saying that, you know, I signed on for this. I knew what I was getting into. 
But just for some reason, after a while, it, it wasn't like, oh, my God, like, I got to get over there right now and fix it. It just became. Damn it. And I want to get that back. I want to get that joy back. I want to get that feeling back. I want to get back to a place where it's not a bore anymore. It's not something that, you know, quite frankly, is causing issues. I want it to be fun. I want I want to be having fun. I want to be able to to say, you know, I I love doing what I'm doing and and for a while I was, but then something happened and I just wasn't anymore. And I know a lot of people are waiting for me to talk about something that happened and well, if that's what you're here for, I don't want your view. Get the fuck off. Because quite frankly, as I said at the beginning of the show, it's a drop in the bucket compared to everything else that I'm going through compared to every other reason why I'm walking away from my responsibilities, not just at Redline Radio, but on Money's Crazy Mike. So then the next question that everybody has and the next question that everybody is asking is, what is the future of money's crazy mind, even though you're you're taking this time away, are you know will we see money's crazy mind in some capacity? Yes. Will it be every week? <clears throat> no. Will it be every other week? Probably not. I do have one thing that I want to do for the Halloween season, and I'll probably do that show. But then after that, I don't know. The 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 they'll. It'll have to, if anything, there'll be health updates. They'll, they'll be talking about how I'm feeling, what's going on with me, um, where I'm at on my journey to return. Now, don't get anything twisted or mixed up or anything like that. This show, with the name it had, existed before Redline Radio. Even though I'm I'm taking a, a step back from Redline Radio, and even though this show has been at Redline Radio for the past two, two and a half years, I own the name Money's Crazy Mind. I can do this show anytime I want. I can do it with the name. The only thing that you won't see is those and that. Until I come back. The truth of the matter is, is I'm afraid of dying. The truth of the matter is, is that I'm, I'm afraid that I'm not doing enough to keep myself self alive. I'm not doing enough to make sure that what happened in June 
will not happen again. That's the truth. You want to know why I'm stepping away? It's that right there. I want to make sure I'm able to come back. I want to make sure that a lot of the things that I've been feeling over the past few months don't repeat themselves. I want to make sure that when I come back to to everything that I'm giving the best me that I can to everybody, not not just to the other shows at Redline Radio, but also to to this show, to the people that watch me each and every week. Right now, that's not where I'm at. The reason there was no episode last week was about four or five times throughout the day. And this was even before um, a confrontation happened. Or the confrontation that certain people are expecting me to discuss happened. My heart rate kept jumping. And... I was getting worried. I'm like, okay, you know what? I got time. The show doesn't air until 8. I've got time. I can slow down, take a breath, and get myself back to everything. And honestly, I think a lot about the incident that happened last Friday night might have had a lot to do with that. But that incident did happen. But like I said, it it didn't have any any gauge at all in the decision that I made after that incident. Um, But while I was discussing things with Dave and with Lisa, my heart rate jumped up to almost to almost, and then over 200 beats per second. And that's when I got concerned. That's when I started sitting here saying, fuck, this isn't this isn't good. This isn't healthy. And throughout that night, I did everything I could to try to calm myself down. And about 11:30 at night, you know, I I called some friends of mine and I said, "You know, hey, this is what's been going on with me physically. This is what's been going on with me mentally. This is what's been going on you know, just in general. And, you know, I said, this is what I'm leaning towards. Am I making the right choice or am I overreacting? And, you know, I'm just like, you know, they they discussed everything with me. And it was after that discu- that conversation that I said, okay, this is what I need to do to get myself back. This is what I need to do to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm back to who I want to be when it comes to this side of my life. That decision took all day. Clearly. 
So when I say it was not an easy decision in my post, I mean that. It was not an easy decision. We went through a lot of different factors. We went through a lot of different possibilities. We went through a lot of different things. And at the end of the day, and at the end of everything that we discussed, it was unfortunately the best option that we had, or that I had, I should say. But it was the best thing that we were able to come up with was just take a little bit of time away, get healthy again, and come back and see how it goes. To be quite honest, I mean, I've had a lot of people coming up to me over the over the past few months and just been like, you know, hey, man, like the quality of your show is gone. Like, what's going on with you? Like, are you not enjoying doing it anymore? And, you know, I, I had to be honest, you know, it's just like, well, there's a part of me that that is enjoying doing it. And there's a part of me that's not enjoying doing it. And I never wanted to get to that point. I never wanted to get to that level where it's just like, you know, do I really want to do a show this week? You know? You know, and then obviously the phone calls, you know, hey, where's the show? Well, you know, are you not doing a show this week? <clears throat> let me let me just be honest. There are probably 18, 19 files on my computer right now that are partial shows that I've recorded. And either I didn't like the way they were going and I changed the topic or just halfway through, I'm like, fuck it. You know? It's where I've been. It's where I've been. And to be honest, a lot of it's probably... You know, the the heart thing is there. The not having, the not enjoying it, the not having fun thing is definitely there. But I think a, some of it too, it's it's just, um, I I just wanted, I just I wanted, you know, I want to walk away for a little bit. At least from money's crazy mind, I you know I've had that feeling for a little bit. Like I do, I I want to walk away. I want to have a reason to do this show again. I want to have a reason to be excited for doing this again. To be honest, I'm I've been more excited about the men's health summit, which is going to be t tomorrow, from one to three. Than I than I have been doing this show. And you know, some people are probably, well, why not just do that for a while? Well I don't want that to become a burden. For me, that's always something that, that should be special, is something that we should do, you know, as a as an attraction. 
Not something that should be done weekly. Not something that should be done monthly. It should be an attraction. When we do it, I want people to watch and I want people to engage. We have the biggest panel in the history of the Men's Health Summit coming tomorrow. Timbuktu. That guy, Dub. Josh Robinson, obviously, will be back. He's the man who started the car ride, which is what we call the Men's Health Summit now. The car ride. A men's health discussion. Matt Grenig will be back. He's been on Money's Crazy Mind before. Jeremy Armstrong will be back. He's been on Money's Crazy Mind before. A friend of mine, Brian Cochran, will be on the show. Jess Stanley, YouTube sensation. One of her videos just hit over 600,000 views will be joining us again because of the topic that we're going to be discussing. And the topic that we're going to be discussing, toxic relationships. Not just romantic relationships, but we're going to talk about toxic work relationships, to toxic family dynamics, toxic friendships. And, you know, everybody's like, well, why have so many people on? Why not? Why not? Stack the fucking deck. Have as many people discussing the topic as you can. That, to me, is what's going to make this dynamic fun. That, to me, is what's going to make this edition of the Men's Health Summit, in my opinion, one of the best men's health summits that we have ever done. I did have Jeff James originally joining us from Loud and Local, but Jeff decided to drop out. Fine. Jeremy Armstrong is, is still going to be on. We will be live one to three right here on redline radio llc and that's the other thing you know everybody's been asking well why why october 1st well why walk away the last week of a month you know october 1st boom bam obligations completed obligations done but then on top of that, I knew I had the men's health summit scheduled for the 30th. So I had that. But then also, you know, I, I do TMI every, you know, two, two Saturdays out of the month. I'll do TMI or every other Saturday, depending on how the month plays out. Um, because I had other obligations in September, I wasn't able to do every other. So I told Tim, I'm like, I'll take the last two Saturdays of the month. Cool. That's how we worked it out. You know, but also, why why leave with one week left in the month? October 1st, it gave me time to put some things in order at Redline Radio, which I'm still working on. Uh, but I fulfilled my already scheduled obligations. Am I going to miss this? I don't know. We'll see. But while I'm away from Redline Radio, if I do decide to do an episode of Redline Radio, as I've already discussed, you will not see Redline Radio sponsors. You will not see the Redline Radio logo. Um, obviously, I will not be using the intro video that I have currently because that is branded for Redline. 
I'm not affiliated with Redline Radio at, during that time. I don't want. I'm not going to sit there and brand something for Redline Radio if I'm not a part of Redline Radio. That's just the right and fair thing to do. But then it also gives people the potential illusion that I'm back with Redline, that you know my leave of absence has ended, and that's not the case, obviously. So then obviously the next question is, how long of a leave of absence is this going to be? I don't have the answer to that question. This is going to sound way bad when I say it, but it's not intended to be that. But, I mean, you know, as everybody knows, last year, Dave Wallencheck, the owner of Redline Radio, had a heart attack as well. He took most of that year off to get back to being healthy, to, to realize who Dave Wallencheck needed to be post-cardiac incident. As I stated, I never did that. I did not do that. I took one day off my regular job, and that was it. Kind of interesting. It was a Friday, um, <laughs> and I didn't. I don't think I did a show that week either. But I think it was mainly just because it's like I need. I need to take a day and just reflect on things. Um, am I saying that that's how long this is going to be? No. Am I saying that I'm not going to come back? Come back you know, by December, I don't know. Will it be November? I don't know. Will it be January? I don't know. I need to get me fixed first. There's clearly reasons why my blood pressure is not dropping and reasons why my heart rate is spiking throughout the day, and I need to take care of those incidents. I need to take care of those, those problems. I was supposed to have a doctor's appointment today, and I show up, and there's nobody in the office. So I'm just like, well, guess I'm not doing that today. But that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the, in, you know, the reason why I'm taking this leave of absence. That's the reason why um, I'm walking away from Redline Radio for a while. That's the reason why Money's Crazy Mind will not be on the air. Any other reasons or rumors or anything like that that you may have heard from other people is bullshit. You've heard it from me directly. Though Those are the reasons. Any other reason is bullshit. I don't care who you heard it from. It's bullshit. So, a pretty interesting wrestling topic, and normally I don't talk about wrestling on this show, uh, but a, a pretty interesting wrestling topic keeps popping up in my timeline. And when the first time I heard it was a couple of weeks ago. From for some reason, it's just now starting to trickle down into pretty much every fucking page on Facebook. 
Um, and I don't see, I don't know why all of a sudden it's coming back now. Um, or why it took so long to get to this point, I guess you should, I could say, um, or however you want to spin that. But there's a story that's coming out there that states that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are having some marital issues and that it might lead to divorce. The first time I heard this story, I'm sitting there and I'm going, Could there be any truth to it? I haven't heard anything about them having any kind of problems or anything like that. You would think that that would have been circulating around for a while, especially with the amount of people that are entering and leaving WWE right now with the merger from with UFC and everything else. I don't see any truth to this rumor. I don't see any story coming out anywhere that states that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are having any kind of marital issues or anything like that that would be causing them to have a divorce. So unless anybody else out there... Well, you know what? Hang on. Let me let me ask them. Hey, hey, anybody else out there gotten any other kind of news or any kind of story about Triple H and Stephanie getting a divorce? No, didn't think so. Okay. Uh, newsroom says they haven't heard anything. So at this point, I would chalk it up to exactly what I think this is, and that's bullshit. I'm seeing nothing anywhere. Nobody close to I to the to Stephanie. Nobody close to Hunter. Nobody close to anybody seems to have any truth to this rumor. There, there's it's nothing. It's bupkis it's bunk so i would and the website the website that's been sharing this story they are literally the only website sharing this story a story that big that the guy in charge of creative at wwe and a former vice president of wwe and the daughter of the of the founder of WWE getting a divorce would definitely be making its rounds. And trust me, Dave fucking Meltzer would be sitting there sucking Hunter's dick trying to get the details. He'd probably even try to eat out Steph to get details on that. But other than that, I have not heard this from anywhere but Slice Wrestling. And up until I saw this story on Facebook a couple weeks ago, I'd never heard of Slice Wrestling. So that's why I'm saying chalk this up to exactly what it is. Bullshit. The stories that come out of Slice Wrestling are probably about as true as the stories that you read on giantfreakingrobot.com. Because let me tell you, that website is full of shit too. And who the fuck cares about Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift? Like if I'm watching football, which I do every Sunday and Thursday and Monday, 
if I'm watching football, I don't want to see Taylor Swift on my screen every five minutes. I mean, even games that were not the Kansas City Chiefs game were getting footage of Taylor Swift. Oh, all right. Well, we're here at uh, Steelers Raiders and uh, take a look who was in the stands at at Arrowhead today. uh, Cheering on her potential boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Look at that pop music superstar Taylor Swift and she's next to the Kelsey's mom so there's got to be something to this there's there's got to be rumor truth to the rumor that these two are knocking boots okay and i can honestly tell you that the only person who wanted that information to come out Because if you listen to the Kelsey Brothers podcast, Travis was not ready for this to happen. Travis was not ready to drop the bombshell that him and Taylor Swift are dating. Okay. One person wanted that information to be released during the NFL week three. You know who that one person is? You guessed right. That would be the commissioner of the NFL. And why did he want this information out? Because think about it. Now people that generally would not be going to certain football games because of incidences, incidents that have already happened during the first three weeks of football. We're now in week four. Ticket sales dropped. The game in question so far, that I, it's the one that I've been seeing reported quite a bit, is Chiefs-Jets. So why are ticket prices down on that, or ticket sales down on that game? Why are people selling tickets at a massive rate for that game? Ooh, ooh, pick me, Mr. Carter, pick me, Mr. Carter. I can tell you why. No Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets have been trash this year. But here's what got reported. Tay-Tay's going to be at the game. Oh, my God! Since it was reported that Taylor Swift was going to be at that game, Jets and, and Chiefs, Ticket sales have jumped up 43%. Why? Do people give a shit about the game? No. Because they're trying to invade the private lives of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. People are hoping that they're going to be able to hound the fuck out of Taylor Swift. That, my friends, is fucking disgusting. She's there cheering on her supposed maybe boyfriend. I I don't listen to the Kelsey Brothers podcast. I don't watch the Kelsey Brothers podcast. But seeing as what they that Jason and Travis were talking about during that that 
podcast. Yeah, Travis and Taylor are dating. But neither one of them has come out and said definitively, yes, I am fucking the queen of pop. And I know people are going to sit there and be like, no, that's Madonna. And yes, Madonna used to be the queen of pop. But Taylor Swift is selling out fucking arenas all over the fucking world. Taylor Swift is the new queen of pop. I said it. I'm not a fan of Tay-Tay's. I'm not a fan of, of Taylor's. I don't listen to her music, but look at what she's done this year alone on this tour. What other band can say that their concert is going to be live streamed in a movie theater for everyone to see? Oh, I can answer that question. Metallica. And I'm pretty sure they've done it with Beyonce in the past, too. But for this year, the only two bands that it can say that their concerts have been live streamed in a movie theater for the entire country, possibly even the world, are Metallica and Taylor Swift. Bitch is the queen of pop. You know, and obviously the jokes have already been coming out about Tay Tay and Travis Kelsey too. Oh, if they get if they break up, how soon after the breakup is Taylor gonna write her song about Travis Kelsey? And I made some jokes about it too. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. I I made some jokes about it. My joke was was just like, okay, Travis Kelsey is now dating a pop princess. What the fuck does the bitch know about football? I, I literally looked at my wife and I said, if I were Travis Kelsey, I would have been like, hi, you're hot. I want to take you out to dinner. You're Taylor Swift. I'm a football player. Please answer these 10 questions and have them ready for me when we go on our date. I need to know how much you know about football. Probably would have helped Aaron Rodgers. But he would have had to ask Danica Patrick what she knew about racing cars either because she couldn't do that either. So, but, yeah, you know, so, I mean, rumors, just rumors everywhere. And, I mean, obviously, it's very clear that that Kelsey and Swift are dating. But, you know, I, I me personally, I have not heard Taylor Swift come out and say, yes, I'm dating Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has kind of skirted through that by saying on his podcast what he said, but you never know. Dry mouth from my pills is disgusting. I, I can't take it. It's, it's the worst part about this whole process, honestly. But with that, we're going to go to break really quick. When we come back, um, Jade Carhill, Cargill has left AEW and has entered the WWE. What do I feel her timetable is before we'll see her on the big shows? All that more when we come back right here on Money's Crazy Mind for the final time for a while here on Redline Radio. We'll be back. 
Oh wow, that sounds that sounds really great. Wow, that sounds like a really good deal. Who are you talking to? Uh, the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. Hello, Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. What are you wearing? Uh, khakis. Well, that sounds hideous. Well, they're Ghostbusters.
All right, all right, we are back. This is for the kids. We are back. Not sure how much longer we're going to go here tonight, but we'll uh, we'll play it by ear here. Got a couple of things that popped up during the break that I kind of want to talk about here. <clears throat> I know, right? I mean, in, in, in 10 minutes, shit popped up, right? But, uh... A couple things we're going to talk about here, and then we're going to get into the main topic that I uh, teased. Well, it's not really the main topic, but it, it's a topic that I teased before we went to break. And um, Saw 10, or Saw X as it's being branded, hit theaters tonight. And then also uh, the, the Exorcist Believer hit theaters tonight or actually last week or maybe next week I think it's October 6th for Exorcist but it brought up the topic of horror franchises that have reached 10 installments some of these are a little on the controversial side, like, you know, eh, could that really be considered 10? But that's where we're at, man. So Saw 10 hits theaters this week. I definitely am planning on going to see it. I'm a huge Saw fan. And this one supposedly takes place in between Saw 1 and Saw 2. So that's kind of the, the allure of it for me is, you know, we're kind of going back to when John Kramer was still alive and we find out how, you know, he went from being able to actually lie on the floor all damn day for Adam and Dr. Gordon's trap to being pretty much damn near dead in Saw 2. So that'll be interesting to, to see. Um, but it also kind of gives you a... It tastes at just how much time passed between Saw 1 and Saw 2. Because obviously when we see Adam at the end of Saw 2, bro's a little fucked up and very much dead by the end of Saw 2. Obviously, you know, he rotted away in that in that room. You know, and if anybody hasn't seen Saw, sorry, but I'm about to spoil something to you. You know, he sucked the key to the chain down the drain at the beginning of the movie. It's also a way I would think to keep them locked in the room, you know, but one of those things, you know, he, you know, John wakes up at the end and he's like, key for that chain, the keys for the chains is in the tub. And that's not, it's down the drain. I saw it go there at the beginning of the movie, but, but this brought up, you know, other horror franchises that have reached 10 installments. Obviously, probably one of the more uh, big one, bigger ones, and one of the more popular ones, and one of the worst installments in the in the franchise would be Jason X. Jason goes to hell. The first run on the New Line Cinemas version of the character of Jason Voorhees was number nine, and obviously, you, you know, you can do math on that. If part eight was Jason Takes Manhattan, and the very next movie that comes out is Jason Goes to Hell. You know, as long as we're using the same numerical calendar, that makes it number nine. But shockingly, there is a horror franchise out there that you would think would be on this list, but isn't. 
The next one that was brought up was Amityville. Believe it or not, there are 10 Amityville sequels. Why? But with that, there are also including the remake starring Ryan Reynolds, which I, a lot of people are just like, oh my God, it's so much better than the original. I don't see it. I really don't. I like the original with Josh Brolin better than I like the one with Ryan Reynolds. But that's just me. Another one that that made the list that I was kind of just like, wow, what, really? But then when I started thinking about it, oh, yeah, I watched them all, and some, most of them suck. Hellraiser. Hellraiser has reached 10, and I actually think it surpassed it with the reboot that Hulu did last year. And then, obviously, we all can sit there and go, Halloween. You know, there were six in the original Halloween. And then you had H2O, which would have been seven. Resurrection, which would have been nine. Rob Zombie's Halloween, which would have been ten. And then Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Or nine... Hold on. Halloween 6 would have been 6. H2O was 7. Resurrection is 8. Rob Zombie's Halloween is 9. And then 10 would have been Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Okay. I think I said that right originally, but for some reason in my head, I'm just like, did I fuck that up? Um, But again, you know, that one for me is a little wishy-washy, you know, because... Same thing with Amityville. You have the reboot in there, which Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2 are exactly those. They're reboots. They're remakes, if you want to go on that. But then, you know, obviously we take that one step further with Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. You know, so, I mean, if you if you really want to get technical and erase the Rob Zombie part of it, then you can look at that and you can say, okay, H2O, Resurrection, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween ends. So if you're looking at it that way, that would make Halloween Kills the 10th. But those are just some of the horror franchises that have reached or succeeded 10 sequels or nine sequels, but have reached 10 sequels at least. And I'm sure everybody was sitting there going, well, what about Friday the third nightmare on Elm street? Well, let's, let's do some mathing here. So you have one through six, which Freddie, uh, Freddie dies or Freddie, I think it's Freddy's Dead is number six. Wes Craven's New Nightmare is seven. Remake. And Freddy versus Jason. So that's only three after six. So that makes nine. We need one more movie in order to make it ten. And apparently we're going to get one. But it just won't be Robert Englund behind the glove. So that's kind of a tease as to something that I'm for what my Halloween special this year is going to be about. Spooky season is going to be fun. But this year, what I'm going to do 
is there are a lot of horror franchises out there where the movies just came out in whatever fucking order they decided they wanted to come out in. And we're going to take a look at some of the more, cla- well, not, I don't want to say some of these are classics, but for me, they're, they're ones that, that me and my wife go to quite frequently, I guess you can say. That were released out of order. So the franchises are, wish I had a drum roll sound, but I don't. The franchises are The Conjuring, Paranormal Activity, Final Destination, Saw, Insidious, and Alien. We're going to look at those franchises, and we're going to look at what MovieWeb.com feels is the proper chronology for these particular horror franchises. And then I go back and I go, is this right? Or what do I feel the proper chronology for these sequels is, or for these franchises are. So we got that coming up in my Halloween special. Um, Looking ahead at the Men's Health Summit tomorrow. I don't want people to sit there and say, well, this is his final appearance on Redline, you know, da 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 da. I want people to enjoy it for what it is. And what it is, is it's going to be a discussion of men getting together and discussing health topics. Um, so don't let the fact that I'm not going to be around for a while. Cloud anybody's judgment as to what the men's health summit's going to be. I'm taking this very seriously. I'm just double checking that list of horror franchises that I gave you that have reached 10. Just to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Okay, so Friday the 13th, Amityville, Halloween. Oh, Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn apparently has 10, 10 movies now. I don't know why, because the first one was the only one that mattered. Hellraiser we mentioned. And that's it, yeah. Now, I'm sure that there are more f- than that. But um, those were the 10 that were listed in the article that I saw. Or the, the, the franchises that were listed in the article that I saw. Um, so please, you know, with the Men's Health Summit, you know, please respect it for what it is. Um, next up, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue 150 marks the end of an era for the franchise. Um, and that era is that the major story runner who's been working on this since ep- uh, issue 101, Sophie Campbell, is leaving the franchise. Uh, she's responsible for... The, the creation of the fifth turtle, Jenica. Uh, she's also written some of the greatest stories that th- this generation of Turtles fans have ever seen. Um, issue 145 is going to start the Road to 150 branding, and it is going to conclude the story of the latest villain to uprise against the turtles named Armageddon. 
just seen what we have here. Uh, she did say um, that it's been a crazy, it's crazy that I was only supposed to write 12 issues at first, but now here I am almost 50 issues later. It's been a huge honor, not only getting to write the series and these characters I love so much, but to have Kevin Eastman, the creator of the Ninja Turtles, Tom Waltz, Bobby Kernow, and the folks at Nickelodeon trust me enough to let me take the reins for this long. I never in a million years thought I'd make it this far and be able to do some of the things I did on, on this series. I'm still amazed at some of the things that they let me get away with. It's been incredible. I also have to thank the readers, of course. They made it all possible. So thank you so much to everyone who kept on reading and embraced me despite having to fill Tom's big shoes. And you know what? Even the people who thought I was the worst TMNT writer of all time, I want to say thank you to them too. Just anybody who read it and had an opinion, it's all good. It's an honor to inspire that some sort of energy from people. Even though I'm taking a break to work on some other stuff, I will almost definitely be back in the world of TMNT soon enough. When I finished writing issue 100 of my long TMNT run, a lot of folks asked me how I felt about leaving the monthly series I'd spent so many years working on, and that was previous TMNT writer Tom Waltz. My answer was that I was excited because I knew I was handing the reins over to the uber-talented Sophie Campbell, whom I'd had the supreme honor of collaborating with many times on the book prior, with each and every one of these collaborations having been pure joy creatively and personally. Nobody needs to tell me how skillful Sophie is, both as a writer and an artist. Her work speaks for herself. But for those who might not know, Sophie is a spectacular person and teammate behind the scenes, and I was confident the series was going to be in excellent hands, and here we are coming on 50 issues later, and Sophie's proven me right, month after month. We at T -T Team TMNT always say that, ch that change is constant, and the changes Sophie brought to TMNT, TMNT stylistically and thematically have always served to make our long-running our long series bigger and better. I couldn't be more proud of what she's accomplished and can't wait for fans to witness the grand plan she's put together for all of our favorite characters on the road to the milestone 150th issue. It's kind of weird that Tom used the phrase change is constant because the very first story that they wrote on the IDW run, issue number one, was titled Change is Constant. Uh, but, you know, kudos to Sophie for having that 50-issue run. There are writers at DC and Marvel that don't even get to see 50 issues, especially if there's fan backlash. So the fact that Team TMNT of Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz saw the potential that Sophie had to continue one of the longest-running series in the history of not just comic books, but media is amazing. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started in 1984 and have, for the better part of that almost 40-year decade, 
a 40-year run, I should say, not a decade, a decade's 10 years, but a 40-year run have been in comic books in some way, shape, or form. But they obviously, we all know, they've also had cartoons, movies, video games, you name it. In 40 years, TMNT has done it. Obviously, a very successful toy line, not just through Playmates, but also through NECA. Again, you name it, TMNT has done it. So there's that. So, uh, you know, congratulations to Sophie on ending her run after issue 150 and moving on to other stories that she finds to be passionate. Uh, So with that, let's jump into it. Jade Cargill going to WWE. I've been reading about how much of a stink she's been creating backstage at I at AEW for months now. She's not happy about a lot of things. She thinks the women's division is a joke in AEW. And from what I'm understanding, a lot of female talent that's over there in, in AEW feels the same way. There's also a lot of chatter that, you know, she also wasn't a big proponent of bringing CM Punk back the second time. So now she's in WWE. She's not officially a member of the WWE roster just yet. She's at the Performance Center learning the WWE way of wor- working. She's working with some of the best in the business. And obviously, if she does end up on a- on NXT before she goes to the big dance, she's working with one of the best in the business in Sha- with Shawn Michaels. But with Jade Cargill leaving... AEW and it being a very public that she has joined the ranks at WWE. How long can you potentially keep her under wraps? Well, that depends. For me, Jade Cargill wasn't not, not very entertaining in AEW. I did not like what she was doing in the ring. She was sloppy at times. Her character was great, but her ring work was something to be desired, at least to me. And when AEW made her the women's champion, I think that they thought that that was going to calm her down and bring her back to reality a little bit. But it didn't. So for me, Jade Cargill has a lot of growing up to do before she even should sniff Raw or SmackDown. So I do think that she's going to have a little bit of an extended run in NXT just so that she can get used to being in the WWE style of doing the business. But what you have people down in NXT right now that have been on the big show. You have, uh, you know, Becky Lynch that's been down there. Bailey's coming, you know, going down there every once in a while. So she's got some big names in the business that can work with her that have been to the pinnacle of the business that can help get her down into reality. And personally, I do think that that's what she's going to need. So how long do I think? You know, I don't know. It depends on how, how quickly she picks up on things. That, that to me, is going to be the biggest. How quickly can she fall in line with the WWE way of doing business? Because obviously we've seen there have been other people, not necessarily from AEW, but from Impact Wrestling, from Japan, from other, comp- you know, from other places all over, 
that didn't fall into the WWE mold as quickly as WWE wanted them to. James Storm is a perfect example. He did some stuff here and there in NXT, but he never really fit the mold, so he's gone. Eric Young is another one. But for a good idea of what WWE looks for when it comes to the future of their talent, go back and watch the old Tough Enoughs when Al Snow was the coach, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was a coach. Go back and watch those. But also, for a really great example of how you have a wrestling company that is preparing people for the future, be it WWE or AEW, the show Wrestlers on Netflix is a perfect example of that. And it's Al Snow, the man who was one of the main trainers down in WWE for for the longest time. You know, he ran tough enough. But Jade, seeing as how she's been at a very large pinnacle already with AEW, that is what kind of has me worried about how she's going, how long it's going to take her to get to the point that WWE would want her to be at. AEW runs their ship very, very differently than WWE does. There's no denying that. So it's going to take a while, I think, for Jade to shake the, the AEW out of her and put the WWE into her. Does she have the potential to be a large star in WWE? Absolutely. There were there were a lot of fans in AEW that did like her. I'm just one of the ones that felt that she needed a lot more polishing before putting her on the pedestal and putting her in the position to be AEW Women's Champion. That was kind of my takeaway from it. When, meanwhile, you have somebody like a Britt Baker who you could have just slapped the title in her hand day one. You know, but AEW isn't perfect. WWE is not perfect. Japan is not perfect. None none of these companies out here are perfect. Do I think Jade has the potential to be a big star? As I just said, yes. Do I think that she'll be in WWE long term? That's up to her. Because I think she squandered some opportunities that she had put in her path by AEW, by her attitude, by her, by the way that she was acting backstage. And from what, the way I understand it, she was definitely acting a lot of the times like her shit don't stink. And for somebody who hasn't been, excuse me, for somebody that hasn't been in the business for very long and you have people in the business that are telling you, look, bitch, your, st- your shit stinks just about as bad as ours does. That is something that will not fly up in WWE. That's a guarantee. So, as long as Jay can keep her nose clean, I think she'll do fine in WWE. I really do. But she needs to keep her nose clean. 
But with that, this, I, I, I don't like saying the word final because final is, is just that. It's final. It's absolute. That's why I keep saying, you know, ta-ta for now, you know, uh, see you later. This isn't goodbye. Catch you on the flip side. See you on the flip side. You know, whatever. So for this lack of better terminology, last episode of Money's Crazy Mind on Redline Radio for now. I think that's going to do it. But please don't think that this is going to be the end. Now, I do want to bring something up. If, well, I, I know I'm doing the Halloween special. I'll let everybody know when the Halloween special is going to be. If I do decide to do any episodes past the Halloween special, while I am not with Redline Radio, you will not be able to see the episodes here on Redline Radio. You will have to go to the Money's Crazy Mind Facebook page to see it there. And I'm thinking of creating a Money's Crazy Mind YouTube channel to put the episodes there as well. Um, I'm still working out the logistics of a lot of things when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But you can always catch the audio as well. And there's a lot of places that you can do that. Uh, Spotify is getting kind of iffy about some of these places, so I don't know how much longer some of them are going to be here now that Spotify has taken over Anchor. But as of right now, you know, you can find me on Anchor by Spotify or Spotify for Podcasters, which is what they call it now. Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Amazon Music, and Radio Public. Um, so that's where you can find the audio, but also you can go to the webpage, Powered by Podpage, podpage.com forward slash monies dash crazy dash mind, and you can find the show there each and every week. But with that, we are going to say goodbye for now. Tomorrow, you've got Unscripted with Dave as of right now at 10 a.m. to noon. And then following that, the Men's Health Summit from 1 to 3. We might go a little bit longer. Depends on how the conversation goes. TMI from 5 to 8. And Comedy and Cocktails with Jen Jen, 830 to 930 with Tim Buck 2. And then Sunday morning, the Steel City Renegades from 10 to noon. And that will be my last broadcast on Red Line Radio until my leave of absence ends, whenever that will be. So until the next time we all get together here in the asylum, I want to just thank everybody for tuning into the show each and every week uh, over these past few years. And we'll see what the future holds as to when I come back. But until then, everybody, take care of yourselves and have a week. Money's Crazy Mind is a proud Redline Media Group and nameless, faceless. 
production. That's all, folks.